Have we came up with an intro? No. We're just going to say the normal welcome to Studio 7 podcast. No, it's Studio 7 podcast. Yeah. Studio 7. Yeah. Yeah, Studio 7 podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <coughs> you want to take it away? <laughs> Hello, listeners. Welcome to the first edition of the Studio 7 podcast featuring myself, Luciano D'Amato and director Joshi Lee. Hello. So, um, our first port of call, I guess, is explaining why we're doing this. Yeah, I guess. Well, we well it's just because we love talking about films, really. Yeah, simple <laughs> as that. <laughs> so, uh, with that over and out of the way, I guess let's just dive right in and start talking about films. Um, Should we uh, start talking about um, what happened recently with our predictions? That's a good idea. Yeah, let's enlighten everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, back when Quentin released his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's what it was, right? Yes. Um, obviously, that is Quentin's love letter to Hollywood. Right. And then however long later the Irishman comes out Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. and we, we were getting into a discussion where they're very they're very similar in a sense for the filmmakers are playing it safe but also showing their mastery right yeah um, and then we seen that Guy Ritchie was coming out with his new film and we were just joking around saying like oh this is gonna be his Quentin and Scorsese film where he's gonna basically go back to doing what he does best mm-hmm. and and he's going to talk about film. Went in. What does he do? <laughs> <laughs> talk about film? Talk about film. Um, and now, and now uh, David Fincher's doing the same. Yeah. He's uh, telling the, making a film about Orson Welles and Citizen Kane. Yeah. About the, um, the making of the movie, the original Yeah, I think, it's about the, yeah. I think it's about the writer, like the quarrel between the writer and Orson Welles, I think. Right. I think that's what it's about. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, again, showing off his skills, but all around the themes of filmmaking, yeah, um, and the film industry, um, which the gentleman, obviously, like you said, actually included lines of dialogue which um, gave viewers little tidbits of information about the the industry from the inside. You know, yeah. like lenses, um, terminology, things like that. So yeah, that was, Rich- that, was, that was fun. Yeah, so he was quite on the nose with it. Um, I guess Martin Scorsese in The Irishman, he kind of just did it by going back to his uh, sort of textbook way of filmmaking, you know, um, mm-hmm. that everybody's familiar with from films like The Goodfellas, yeah. uh, Casino, etc. And he just did like, you know, the epitome of that type of gangster film, American gangster film, and made it three and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, feels like the, the final full stop uh, in his sort of essay about gangsters yeah um, yeah i agree can't see him doing another gangster film to be honest i mean unless it was no completely different to what he's done before like a different period maybe a more modern gangster film otherwise i don't see i think he said everything he can say on the topic <laughs> yeah yeah i got the uh the <coughs> david fincher film up here it's called mank that's it it's mank supposed, supposed right. to be coming out this year and it says that they're filming currently as well. Um, and it says here, follows screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz. Um, 
development of Orson Welles' iconic 1941 movie Citizen Kane. Yeah, remember we're talking, is it? His, uh, the writer is his dad, Jack Fincher. But he, ah. he passed away in 2003, so I think he's been sitting on this. For a while. For a long while. I wonder why now is the time. Or maybe because everyone now is telling stories about Hollywood, so he's like, yeah. they're like chucking the money in now. Mm-hmm. Like, go on, David, make mm-hmm. your movie now. But yeah, it's got Gary Oldman playing Herman Mankiewicz, uh, Lily Collins, uh, Amanda Seyfried. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, interesting cast. He's not worked with any of those before, has he? No, no. Mm. Yeah, very different. Might be seeing a new David Fincher. Yeah. To be fair, I do that en- enjoy that about him as a director. He very rarely casts um, actors he's worked with before. Very rarely. Mm. I think the one um, excuse for that is uh, Brad Pitt mm. for Benjamin Button, mm-hmm. Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Is he in another one? Uh, yeah. I've lost it though. Benjamin Button Fight Club. That could be it. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. <coughs> Brad Pitt. Fincher. Fincher films. Oh my god. Seven. Yeah, of course there was oh another one. Oh my days. Yeah. Some of my favourite films. The best films one. <laughs> Plonker. Jesus. Yeah, seven, obviously. Mm. Um, and then obviously he uh, directed the, the third War act Dead. of yeah, yeah. World War Z. Yeah. The reshoot. And I think he did have a, a hand in rewrites in general for that film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Brad Pitt begged him, supposedly. Mm. I'd love to see the cut of the film. With Before. the original ending, yeah, and without his well notes. Like yeah, but that's what people are gutted about, aren't they? Because that's what they're looking forward to was the original ending, but then they went with something completely different from mm. from the books. So mm. people are a little bit miffed. But I think I remember reading his argue. One of his arguments for changing it was obviously the book came out quite a while ago. I think it's like over a decade old at least. Mm. Um, so there's been like we had that. Sur- um, surgeons of ho- uh, zombie horror films um, about a decade ago and yeah. obviously you've still got The Walking Dead going now and other things and they've kind of used up all the, the tropes Yeah. so David Fincher was like yeah you know that ending is the book and it might feel like the right ending to go with but people have seen it, mm-hmm. um, it, it it's a rehash you know it won't be as interesting so and also the first and second act is very frenetic and there's loads of gun battles and you know they're traveling all across the world and he's like to just do that at the end it wouldn't even feel like a climax because you've had all of that before so his sort of methodology was to twist it around and do the complete opposite you know and make it like um one location you know just the main actor and trying to you know resolve the situation and get rid of all the fluff and like i think it worked um But you can definitely see the fact that there's been loads of different hands on yes. that film. It really doesn't feel like one person's it, vision. Yeah, it really does. Mm. Um, yeah, it came out in 2013, so that's like prime Walking Dead mm-hmm. 
uh, zombies introduced as the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. Thrones as well, yeah. Yeah, loads. Interesting. So, if you were going to predict oh, after don't Fincher, don't do that. Who, who might be next to... Um, to drop the um the resume update. Hmm. It's a good one. Hmm. Um. I mean, I guess it's got to be a director who's working, but not quite. You know, at the top of their game, at the moment. Yeah. Well, I would I would have said um, um, James Cameron, mm. but. Obviously, he's got his three, four, five, mm. no, two, three, four, five yeah. of Avatar coming out. So, but that, I mean, you never know. He might have some epiphany, yeah, <laughs> filmic uh, references in there. Yeah. Um, but he has, and he has been making some some statements. He has, hasn't he? Yeah. That's the thing. Another thing that a couple of these directors have in common. Um, I feel, I feel like you could put. Definitely um, Scorsese um, and Cameron in the same boat of being very vocal about their dislike for the current trend of superhero cinemas. Yeah. Um, they've been very tactful about it, but I feel like they've got more that they want to say. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> um, Guy Ritchie, I've never heard or read anything that he said against no. that kind of cinema, but he's not dipped his toes in it himself so that would lead me to believe it's not kind of his thing either i'm talking like you know um i guess he kind of dipped into it with aladdin yeah true but i feel that may have also just been a way to go right i mean that dude must have taken away a nice cut from Mm -hmm. a film that's made over whatever it is i'm pretty sure it broke a billion yeah it did, yeah, yeah. one point one, one point almost one point two billion. Yeah, so, um, I mean that could have just been a nice paycheck, or he could have seen something in it. I definitely think his style brought something to it. Yes, I would say it did feel a lot very watered down though, and yeah. you could see Disney really wanted to keep their stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they gave him a little bit of leeway, and it it suited him the story and the character Aladdin. You know, the yeah. sort of young uh street urchin sort of you know uh has to hustle and dive to you know survive like that you know if yeah. you look back at his catalogue of films like you know, especially does, the early days, really that's what he does really well yeah and he did adapt that really well i think well, he basically just that was king arthur as well that was just before it was exactly wow the same, yes <laughs> exactly the same story 100 percent, yeah street urchin orphan yeah comes a king yeah hmm. very interesting Maybe that was his. Uh, maybe that's why they brought him in. They're like, oh, you basically did it. Did now let's like, just get rid of the. Yeah, gore. last year. Yeah. <laughs> get rid of the blood splatter. Turn it into confetti. Yeah, make it PG. <laughs> Fish bash bosh. Bub's your uncle. Add a CG uh, monkey, and you're all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should we uh, say what we're gonna we're planning to do this year? Yes. A few things that are coming out. Can't say everything. No, of course not. Um. Uh. A little bit of backstory: We're a film production company and distributor. Um, we distribute onto Amazon Prime. Uh, go check out links and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we recent well last year shot a short knife crime anti-knife crime film um it's about 12 minutes long and we've also got a making of documentary as well to follow up called breaking the cycle breaking the cycle um so that's gonna be coming out hopefully around may but it is going through festivals at the moment so that release date can vary mm-hmm. um and then obviously look forward to this podcast bi-monthly yeah every other week yeah um i think it's going to yeah, be like the first and the third week of each month mm, yeah roughly yeah and then hopefully it'll be out sundays yeah um yeah there's there's nothing else that we can really say is there not without um spoiling it <laughs> too much away yeah. yeah um yeah uh and obviously you can check out all of our last films our recent uh film watched is doing really well at the moment um just got a release in japan as well which is pretty cool at the end of december um so yeah any uh any japanese folk out there give a little watch mm-hmm. and don't forget to review as yeah. well yes please mm. please leave ratings yeah. uh not too honest <coughs> um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that'd be great. Yeah, so I think that wraps up our first mini podcast yeah. episode. Little uh, intro, what we what we're gonna talk about, what we do. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed listening um, uh, and joining us, and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks' time. See you soon. <laughs>